Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Murder Moses. I'm Day. And I am King Joffy Jofer. I mean, I'm Ray. I'm Ray. You I'm must Ray. have watched Sorry. Coming to America. Yeah. Sorry, Ruby, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't know who I am. You're right. That's <laughs> I'm Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you you watched the new Coming to America? I'm assuming yes, because the first one is my probably my second favorite movie of all time. The first one, so I had to had an obligation to watch <laughs> the second one. Did you like it? I haven't watched it yet. It was okay. I've seen mixed yes, things. Um, I'm so obsessed with the first one that I already knew I was going to have trouble with the second one. Yeah. I mean, cause Cause I don't like, I'm not a person that likes when they use popular people in movies to sell it. Like, I just like, a. I don't want to see nobody from Instagram. Like, I don't want to see none of that. I just like to see a Instagram. good movie with actors who possibly went to Juilliard, uh, who took real acting. Cl- like I, that's the type of shit that I like to watch. Um, yeah, it was okay. It was all right. It was all right. My godmother said that it was corny, but I was like, the first one was corny too. So like, <laughs> <laughs> something about the first one was like, I, I don't know. It was just something, something about the first one. I don't know. It's just probably nostalgia for me. But yeah, the, well, the yeah. second one, I was just like, all right, all right, okay. I guess I'm you gotta sh- incorporate some. Sh- social media type things like on fleek and uh, all that little stuff but i don't like it <laughs> well, well you gotta think about that the first one was like 30 years ago so like they gotta kind of get with the times if they you know. i don't know i plan on watching it tonight so yeah we'll see long. how long is it because i'll be Maybe going to bed hours. early but when i tell you the costume design that lady got the fuck off <laughs> she was like y'all going she's probably gonna win some awards just for the costume that that she she went hard it's the same lady who did uh black panther i believe oh, okay and i love their i mean their she, she killed it okay okay i'm gonna have to watch it but um what are you drinking Marie? um de leon and orange juice okay <laughs> really simply <laughs> <laughs> Simply orange and mango. <laughs> Ruby, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Black Girl Magic. That is the cutest. Sparkling brute. It's so good. I've taken like two sips and I'm already feeling it. So is that that's champagne? Black Girl Magic for you. Yes. Oh, I'm going to have a try it. It's really that's good. Dope. You know, that's the first thing I want after I had his baby. I want a mimosa. <laughs> She's going to be in the hospital room like, hey, just hey. For real? Well, you, know, <laughs> you know what's funny is I thought I was going to be like that when I had Parker. But I didn't drink until she was like probably like two months old. So I don't know. Yeah. But this, but I also didn't really like want to drink that much when I was pregnant with her. But this time around, I'm like, I just want a mimosa so bad. But like, that's all I want in life. I, will, I just want one. But that's fine. We're, we're getting there. We got time, so. <laughs> we'll make it. You'll make it to the finish line. It's going to be hard because we're going on vacation. And when I go on vacation, I'm used to uh, yeah. drinking. We're going to be on the beach and shit. Yeah, like, especially because y'all are going to be on a beach. 
Yeah, but I mean, this time around, we're taking our kid with us. So I guess it'll be a little easier to not drink because I'm just going to be paranoid that she's near the ocean. So it's fine. Yeah. And I already know my husband going to be trying to take her out in the water and shit. And I'm just oh, like, mm, yeah. no, <laughs> let's mm. <laughs> you get know. her one of the little swimsuits, the little floaties attached to it. Oh, no, I got her the little like float things that goes on her arms and like goes around oh, her yeah. body or whatever. I think they call them like puddle jumpers or some shit like that. She has one of those. So cute. I got her one of those. And then she has some shoes. And I was telling somebody on Facebook yesterday that we don't leave till the end of the month for our vacation. But I've already packed like one of her suitcases. And yes, I said one of her suitcases. And we're going to be gone for what, five days, I think, something like that. But I packed her like 14 outfits. Jesus. uh, About six, seven swimsuits. I don't even know how many pairs of shoes I've had. You never know. Y'all going with the Kardashians or is it just y'all? That's just how I pack. I've always, <laughs> I've always, always, always been an overpacker, especially for my kid. But I've always been an overpacker. You just never know. Because you never know what's going to happen, you know? I remember one time yeah. I packed, I had fucking shoes under my feet. We was driving. My sister was like, mother, like, seriously? <laughs> My knees Ooh. was in my chest because I was like, I need all of these shit. I need all of these. All of these. That's literally ass. me. <laughs> That's literally me. But it's just going to be me, my husband, and my daughter going. So it's fine. And we're driving to Florida. So that'll be Good time. fantastic. But um, yeah, anything somewhat interesting happened to y'all this week i'm so glad that all of us texans are alive for now uh um, barely even though even though we no longer have to this wear masks here. exactly <laughs> i was about to say i was like, like it was it the weather <laughs> just try if you want me dead just say that right if you don't want to <laughs> govern the state just say that because yeah i guess you won't have to be a governor if everybody did this is like <laughs> this is how i see this is how i see greg abbott right now okay this is like the perfect scenario of the man just doesn't want to leave his wife. So he's just going to kill her when he doesn't need to kill her. He just needs to leave. <laughs> like, just go, please. You don't need to kill us. Oh, I'm still going to wear my mask. Um, my, my Everybody in my household still yeah. wearing a mask. So Absolutely. My husband already said, yeah, no, I got a baby on the way. We're not doing that. So as for me and mine, we serving these masks. What the Bible say? That's for me and mine. <laughs> we are wearing masks, okay? Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, we And I got a really that. dope mask too. I just got it. It's dope. And I have so, so many don't be seen. <laughs> I have so many masks though. Like every time I go to Target, I'm like, let me get another couple. Yep, every, yep. I'll be on Amazon, like, oh, that looks I have a, a clear one. I, I just yeah, I got one made out of leather. Like it's just a lot going on over here. <laughs> Y'all seen that Facebook thing where the guy was like, My my wife says she wanted a Gucci mask, but instead of getting her a Gucci mask, it was Gucci oh, yeah, Man's face on it. <laughs> Oh and it was the old Gucci face too. <laughs> Not the new better. Gucci face. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. But I also saw this thing that said, "I'll start. I'll uh, stop wearing oh, my God. mask when Greg Abbott stands up and tells me to." <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> and if you're not from Texas and don't know anything about Greg Abbott, he's definitely paralyzed and it's in a wheelchair. So, yeah, that 
is tough. That's what he get though. See, it's me saying that. That's why I said one day I'm gonna be the one that gets us canceled because somebody agreed. Agreed. I saw that (laughs) gasoline draws. (laughs) I saw that at like eight a.m. the other morning, and I laughed so hard that I was like, "Damn, I really just like signed my name in the devil's book." Like I really (laughs) did. Pretty much, he, goes, he said he tapped you on the shoulder. He's like, "Come, come with me." Was like, okay, let's go. Sabrina, the book of the, the book of the Dark Lord or whatever. Yep, I signed my soul to the Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if the book of the beast. I'm oh, sorry, the book of the beast. If that's if that's what you give her, having good humor, then I don't know. Then I guess I'm <laughs> I'm a fallen angel. Because all these TikToks I've been showing, all these TikToks <laughs> about Texas have been cracking me up. <laughs> Everybody making fun of us. It's fine. It's fine. They got a lot yeah. of material. Right? <laughs> uh, anyway, I guess we can go ahead and get started, y'all. Uh, who wants to go first? I, I will. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, don't all speak at once. <laughs> all right. So I took a page from Ruby's book, and this is Unsolved. I was just going to say about the Unsolved one, aren't you? I, you know what's funny? Let's I go. almost did an Unsolved one, and I was like, no, nah, I'm not about to piss everybody off this week. But I guess Ree decided to be the one. So uh, this, is, no. this is wild. This is wild. So obviously they don't have a name of the, they have nothing, no name of the killer or anything. So they were calling him the doodler or the black doodler. And uh, they they called him that because he had a habit of, I guess, sketching his victims um, prior to, like, having sex with them and killing them. So he would, like, draw pictures of them. So, um, but, yeah. <laughs> so he was um, responsible for 16 murders and three assaults of men in San Francisco between... January 1974 and September 1975. Um, He met most of his victims at gay nightclubs, bars, and restaurants. So I'm assuming this person probably had, had, you know, inner turmoil because that's all, he only went after uh, gay men. Um, He had five confirmed kills, shit sound like a video game. Um, 16 possible and three survivors. Um, so Finish he would him. meet him. Right. So he would meet him, um, you know, chat him up, have sex with him, and then he would stab him on the front and back of their bodies. Um, most of them had a similar pattern. The stab wounds, they all had like similar patterns. Um, so he was described as being <laughs> between the ages of 19 to 25. He was of African descent and he was about six feet tall and skinny. And the police were just all over the place. They thought it could be three people like that helps anything. We don't need your thoughts. <laughs> we need you to get get to it, damn it. So um, police, they had trouble. The reason why they couldn't find him is because three of the survivors who actually saw his face and knew who he was so this is kind of not unsolved, but unsolved. Um, they didn't want to cooperate because they didn't want people to know that they were gay. They were very prominent people, celebs, if you will, who was like, nah, we can't because nah, bro. No, we don't want anybody to know. 
So they had brought in a person of interest who they were pretty sure did it. And he, but he was cooperative. He came in and chatted, chatted with the police and everything, but he never admitted that he was guilty. Um, they believe that um, they, they just was like, shit, without nobody cooperating, it's nothing we can do. Like, we got to let this guy go. And one thing that they did that doesn't happen today is they never named who that suspect was. Nobody knows to this day who it was. Nothing, which is wild. Because today you can halfway do some shit and they're going to be like, hey, uh, Bobby Jones uh, killed somebody. And then next week they'll be like, oh, yeah, it wasn't Bobby. So everybody going about your lives. Back then, they, they didn't say a fucking word. Um, in 1977, they found a couple of other suspects, but nothing came of it. I'm pretty sure the first dude they bought in was probably the person who did it. Um, as of May 2018, the case is still open and ongoing. They've offered a $100,000 reward for the information which is crazy because, you know, Lady Gaga was offering offering 500000 for her dogs. So maybe they should ask her for a couple of dollars to add to it. Um, oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's kind of wild because I would think that one of the survivors is still alive today and it's not so taboo to be gay. It's it's fine. Like, I don't, so I don't get, like, why now he wouldn't say, okay, look, it was such and such. I don't know what's what's up with that. So there's that. The doodler. That's so upsetting, though. Yeah. You can't put your pride aside to get, put someone who needs to be in jail in jail. Okay. Or even if in, seven, in 1975 you were shook, in 2021 you shouldn't still be shook. Like in 2021 yeah. you should. I, most people are like, yeah, get over it. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe the person died. I don't know. I don't know. I think somebody's still alive that know who it is. Yeah. Right. Hell, he probably still alive and know he oh, did. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 19, if he was between nineteen and twenty-five and nineteen seventy-four, he's still alive. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Well. I guess I'll go next. Um, I will tell you that mine is not an unsolved, so we'll get some <laughs> some satisfaction at the end. Some closure. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so this is Jordan Graham and Cody Johnson. Um, they met at church um, and they like immediately want us to start a family and whatnot, I guess. Um, <clears throat> Cody was very outgoing. Jordan was very shy. Um, some worry that you know Cody may have been putting more into the relationship than Jordan, because like even when they went on dates, like she would bring other people with them with her without like telling him like, "Hey, my homegirl coming with me" type shit. Um, yeah. Um, so even her friends didn't even think that she was attracted to him. Um, but they end up getting engaged. Uh, she was not excited for the wedding at all. She was excited for like, the planning of the wedding, but she didn't want to get married. Was he um, no, these some country people in uh, Kalispell, Montana. So no. Huh. 
Um, she was uh, very depressed after the wedding and uh, didn't want to have sex with him. So she kept making excuses like oh, I'm on my period or something like that. Or like she just wasn't ready, stuff like that. So and it's like he wasn't pressuring her to do anything. So he was just like, whatever. Um, so it gets a little juicy when eight days after their wedding, Cody vanishes um it's he's treated as it's treated as a missing missing persons case um and the only reason that they even knew he was missing is because he didn't show up for work nobody else has said anything about him um jordan hadn't said anything or whatever um but she didn't seem concerned like her friends even said like she seemed really happy like kind of relieved that he was gone um but he was last seen after church uh having lunch um by other people and um when they went home, he was in, she claims that he was in the garage and he left with, with some people in a black car. That's what her story is. Um, her friend says that she said that they got into a fight, but then she denied that they got into a fight. Um, and then she would like get really upset when her friends would ask about him. Um, and like she would ripped off her wedding ring, like was not concerned with trying to find him or nothing. Um, so her friends start to become suspicious, like, bitch, what's wrong with you? Like, your husband's gone and you don't care. Um, so the police bring her in. <clears throat> she ends up telling a whole bunch of conflicting stories that don't add up. Um, and then she ends up claiming that she got an email from somebody claiming that Cody was dead from falling off a cliff at a park. But when she told them that she got the email, she had like no emotion whatsoever. Um, so and she had only told the cops the story about the email because her friend told her to go to the police because at first she told her friend that she got the email or whatever. So to kind of like make it seem like she cared a little bit, she created her own little search party to go look for him. Um, but her friends were like, maybe we should look over here. Maybe we should look over there. They're saying like on her on the way driving up to the this park that they were going to to see if he was there, so if they could find his body or whatever. Um, she had the music down, music blasting, windows down, shades on, like chilling like she going on a fucking girls trip or something. So they were all looking at her like this bitch, like something, something ain't right. So when they get to the park, she's like, uh, her friends are like, oh, we should look over here. Maybe we should go try here. And she was like, no. And like, she seemed to know exactly where his body was. Um, and then she uh, was kind of acting surprised like, I don't know, she's just acting really weird and led people right to the body. And then she told the police that the Holy Spirit led her to the body, to his body. Um, the police end up being called out there or whatever. And uh, they could tell that he had landed on his head and he had fallen off a cliff uh, that was at least 300 feet. So he fell at least 300 feet. Um, Jordan seemed relieved still. Uh, she said, now that we have the body, we can have the funeral and the cops can be out of it. Uh, she showed no emotion at the funeral. She was literally on her phone during the funeral. Everybody was crying and shit. This bitch is on Facebook. Like she's on Instagram. I'm about to, I'm about to get these <laughs> tweets off. The funeral, I got to get these tweets off. So it was at that point that like everybody knew like this bitch really got something to do with this. And so... The police could have gone and arrested her at the funeral, but they decided to wait. Um, and it turns out that the email that was sent to her was sent from a family member's house that she had sent to herself, which surprise, surprise. Um, so 
uh, surveillance cameras end up showing her with him at the park where they found his body. Um, so she ends up getting arrested after the funeral. Um, she still don't really have any emotion. Uh, when they showed her the evidence, she like broke down and admitted that she wasn't happy and that they had gotten into her argument. So she decided to push him off the cliff, but she claims self-defense, but they think that it was some kind of like sex thing that she had came up with because I mentioned that she hadn't had sex with him this whole time that they've been married. And so he had told his friends like, oh, she has a surprise for me tonight, blah, 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 blah. So they go to the park and she like blindfolds him as a part of a sex gang. And also if you trying to, if you fucking this guy for the first time, your husband, why are you trying to do this shit in the park to begin with? That's weird. She, she was like, he done asked me for this kitty one too many times. <laughs> She's like, no, it's done. <laughs> You ain't never going to get to ask again. <laughs> she claims um, that none, none of it was premeditated, but she was charged with first and second degree murder. She pled not guilty. Then she pled guilty. And then she got sentenced to 30 years in prison without parole. So still not really that much time because I believe they were like in their early 20s when this happened. So she's going to still be out with, enough enough life to live still so but yeah she killed him like within days of them getting married like at that point it's like why don't you just like not get married just why were you in a relationship with this person at all you didn't like him yeah (laughs) yeah but anyway that's that always remember the friend zone is less painful than death (laughs) (laughs) let's remember that folks just like divorce and separation (laughs) (laughs) just these people who don't just fucking leave like just leave i don't understand like everyone will get over it but if you like you really think just killing someone off is going to solve the problem it's fine thank you for coming to my (laughs) ted talk Okay, yeah, my turn. Here we go. <laughs> so we're taking a pause from um, our uh, Women's History Month thing, and we're going to do a spring break one because the day you hear this is the start of spring break for some people. Some other people will be the week after, but get over it. It's fine. Your time will come. So we're going to do a spring break murder. <laughs> This is Mark Kilroy, poor little Mark Kilroy. So he went to Matamoros, Mexico with a few of his friends during spring break. And he was um, a student from Texas. On Monday, March 13th, 1989, him and his friends went out um, one one last time to uh, Calais Obrego. Oh, see, no, we're not gonna do that. Um, it's basically this street that has a bunch of clubs on it. Um, so after a full night of drinking and flirting with a bunch of women, the group um, began to head back to their car that they parked on the U.S. side of the border. So it's pretty close to the to the border. Um, while they were on the way, the group um, noticed a man was following them. And um, Mark's friends thought, like all of them thought that like he knew them for some reason. So they were just like, oh, whatever. Cool. So they stopped to pee like somewhere um, out in public, but when they turned around, Mark was gone. 
Mark just up and disappeared. Yeah, so they waited for a moment to see if he was talking to the guy and then headed back to the car to see if he went back without them. But by the time they returned to the hotel, he wasn't there and his friends knew that he just disappeared. So his family flew to Brownsville to help with the search. Um, he was 20, he was 21. He was the average boy next door thing. He wasn't tied up into any trouble is what they said. Um, and both sides, um, authorities on both sides of the border were convinced that it was going to turn into a murder investigation because of um, a lot of drug violence that has been happening in the area. So um, unfortunately, the investigation um, didn't turn up anything with him and they were dwindling on the resources and everything. And so parents went back to Santa Fe and just like hoping that someone would track him down. So shortly before the parents flew home, Mexico and the U.S. came together and put a new anti-drug trafficking force into place. So that put like 1,200 more officers at the border and helicopters and planes flying everywhere. So security and everything got real tight. So one of um, the drug traffickers caught by this plan was Elio Hernandez Rivera, whose family owned a farm in Matamoros. So the police searched the farm and seized 75 pounds of weed on the farm. And they also, uh, police also used the opportunity to ask the farm staff about Mark Kilroy and to see if they saw him around anywhere. So one of the farm hands nodded and pointed towards a coral in a shack a couple hundred yards away. And the minute that the police stepped into range of it, they knew that they weren't going to find anything good because just the smell was. So when they opened it, they found 12 dead bodies, one of them being Mark Kilroy. So some of the victims were burned, others shot or stabbed, and even one of them was hanged which I don't know if it's hung or hanged, whatever, one of those. Um, once the like once a bunch of the dismembered body parts were put together, it ended up being 15 victims that were able to be identified by the police. So that wasn't the most disturbing part of all of this. So within that little shack area, there was a blood smeared symbol on the floor that was surrounded by candles. In a pot, there was iron and wood spikes, some charred human brain, and a roasted turtle, and a bunch of different items in the room that seemed like they were part of like some sacrifice or something. So after interviewing Hernandez Rivera, that one drug person, um, and other colleagues of his, it became clear that he was the leader of a cult. A drug cult. So they went looking for young men to basically sacrifice the, them to, at an attempt to make them live forever and improve their drug business. So the leader of the cult was called El Bedrino. Um, so there was a movie, an, a 1987 movie called The Believers, which was kind of like a cult movie, and apparently that was played like religiously around like their farm. Like they literally would just like watch this movie and get ideas from them and whatever. And um, it was so an underground ca Caribbean religion called Santeria. 
and but it's been like centuries that since they've actually like done human sacrifice for that so it's just like okay so the police put out warrants for the remaining members um including like the head of the coal and the godmother of him and um they managed to evade capture for a few weeks as the police was on a manhunt for all of them um but they couldn't stay on the wrong but run for long and they hunted down the leader and then um the remaining gang members in an apartment building they um they were shooting at passer passerby people they were throwing money they did whatever they could to try and like run away from the police but in the end they um shot down like the cult leader and um his like right hand man and some of the other people um so they shot and killed them and then the other people who were in the cult that they didn't kill they um captured them and charged them for crimes and yeah that's the end of that were they all were all the people dead in the barn were they all american or was it like a mixture um it didn't say that's a good question. I can look that up. But it's it was like just... a teacher. That's a oh. great question. I don't have the answer for you right now, but I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I love your participation. <laughs> um, Cults um, are wild because yeah. to be able to convince more than two people of ridiculousness is uh pretty amazing. Uh it's a it's a skill. It's, skill, it's, definitely. it's definitely a skill to be yeah. able to convince people just really stupid, re- just dumb shit. And they're like, yeah, you're right. That's right. <laughs> Chickens do hold the key to long lives. You're right. Like, exactly. Just, woo. Yeah. Let's not talk about drinking the Kool-Aid <laughs> for a whole different <laughs> story. That too. Like, I would... <laughs> I'd have been on the side, like I would have been like you know when you like fake take a shot and you're like, yep. oh, yeah. <laughs> throw it, throw it it's like come on now. Uh, oh god. Well, do we have a goofy of the week? Yeah, yes, we do. I'm just waiting for the day when she's like, uh, no, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So this is super short. Eloise reads went to the police station to uh, complain about the crack rock that she bought. Even, <laughs> I guess it just wasn't good enough. She felt like this shit was whack and I'm upset. I'm calling customer service. <laughs> She's gonna be the police today. So went in and gave them the crack rock like this ain't shit. And she was arrested, um, of course, because why would you use us as Yelp? Yelp. <laughs> you don't put these handcuffs on. <laughs> she hasn't been high going in there. Like, sir, you I got some help. Dumb high. Like she's just thinking it wasn't hitting right. You got <laughs> hitting too good. Bruh. That's a high I've never seen. Like, come on now. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Well, that's been another episode of Murder Moses. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us and listening. We're almost to our one year anniversary. It's wow. exciting. Y'all, <laughs> y'all. Uh, so make sure y'all keep telling people to listen to us. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, every 
where else uh, twitter um wherever you listen to us tell everybody tell a friend to tell because a friend. once we get signed you're going to want to say that you know us so mm-hmm. you're going to want to be in the small group of people that heard us heard it here first okay That's so but again thank y'all for listening and we'll see y'all next week Bye. bye bye